She kind of comes in as this, you know, younger nun who is kind of wanting to lead the children within the context of the classes she's teaching in kind of a, a friendly, you know, what we would think of maybe as a, a as a uh, supportive role as a teacher. And, kindness um, is the word that is used kindness. a lot to describe her. She, her philosophy is kindness. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to No Script, an unscripted conversation about theater's best scripts. I am Jackson Nikolai. And I am Jacob Mann Christensen. And we are back again this week talking about another Pulitzer Prize winner. We are talking about Doubt, a parable by John Patrick Shanley this week. Um, just to give you a little bit of quick context as we go into this play, this is a well-loved play in the theatrical community, I think for a variety of reasons. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into why as we talk about it a little more. But this was originally produced at the Manhattan Theater Club off-Broadway in 2004. Uh, it then went on in 2005 to the Walter Kerr Theater, which is on Broadway, and had a year run there, a little over a year actually, with uh, 525 performances before it finally closed. Uh, this, as as I said, is a Pulitzer Prize winning play. It won the 2005 Pulitzer Prize for Drama. And it is a Tony Award winning play. It won Best Play at the Tony Awards that year. Uh, most people, I mean, this is, uh, this is a play that is done quite a bit, I think, for a variety of reasons. And, but it is also a play that has been turned into a film. Yes, the, and that's likely where many of you have interacted with this play before. The film Doubt was a star-studded movie yeah. that was Academy. Oh my goodness. The yeah. cast itself is a reason to watch the play, or the movie. <laughs> I mean, holy moly. Absolutely. Academy Award-nominated film uh, with Meryl Streep in it, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Amy Adams, and Viola Davis. Yeah. I mean... The, the play is like four characters, and yeah. those are the four characters in the movie. Just Meryl nuts. Streep, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Amy Adams, and Viola Davis. Holy cow. <laughs> Just a powerhouse of a cast. Yeah. And uh, uh, John Patrick Shanley directed and wrote the movie. So okay, it's, a, yeah. it's a very, very close adaption of the script. Mostly what he does to adapt it to movie is just moves the location of some of the scenes. But virtually all of the dialogue is there. Yeah, just a kind of a straight translation into that. So yeah, it's a, a off-done play, off-produced play, and and a movie as well. So I'm excited to get to talking about it. The plot is, it, it surrounds a school, and this is a Catholic school run by nuns that is attached to a Catholic church. And the, the main tension is between the principal of the school, the I guess the head nun, Sister Aloysius Bovier, and then the uh, the pastor of the church, who is Father Flynn. And Sister Aloysius decides, uh, or how she comes to this conclusion is probably going to be part of our conversation. Yeah. She comes to the conclusion Discerns, that... Discerns, maybe? Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she hears, she suspects, she decides that Father Flynn is abusing a young boy. Um, and the play is about sort of her crusade to stop him. What is interesting is that 
John Patrick Shanley does a really good job at making both sides um, questionable. I, I won't say both sides seem like the good guy or both sides seem right. It actually seems like both sides are wrong at the end of the play <laughs> in, in lots of weird ways. But what is not clear through the whole course of the play is what the truth is. There, there is no conclusion whether he did it or did not do it. The evidence against him is scant. Um, some, maybe, but scant. The characters, especially the other characters who aren't Sister Aloysius, go back and forth between believing it and not believing it. And Father Flynn never reveals to the audience what the truth of the matter is, what he did or did not do. This, I, I believe of all the plays we've done, we've talked about so far, is the first of them that I've actually done. I directed this play a few years ago at a community, uh, with a community theater in Orange City. Um, It involved some of our professors from college that I directed in this play, um, which was great fun. This is one of my very, very favorite scripts. It's the kind of script that, though I've already done, I would do again in a heartbeat. It's so sharp, so concise, so good, so powerful in lots of different ways that it just really has a lot to love when you read it. And as I was rereading it, I was just re-remembering all the things that I love about it. One of the great <laughs> things to love is the indecision. So we can't we can't start with that question, Jackson, because we'll spend the whole hour just talking about whether he did it or not. Right, so right, right. So we got we to start somewhere else first. <laughs> um, I am interested in starting with one of the maybe one of the themes that surrounds the central theme and that is the abuse of gendered power in the catholic church one of the things that these characters and the main characters is sister aloysius and then she has a, a teacher in her school sister james and they are two of the four main characters and two of the actually the four only characters in the in the script for for the stage. There's a few other characters in the movie, but in the script for the stage, uh, Sister Aloysius and Sister James, and they talk a lot about how the Catholic Church is run by men, and they have very little power to do almost anything about what's going on. What's what's your sense of how that is played out in the script, Jackson? Yeah, so right away when uh, Sister Aloysius discerns or decides that... Uh, Father Flynn is is in the wrong in this scenario. She has this conversation with Sister James. And right right away, Sister James says, Well, use the power structure, report him to the Monsignor, um, the 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 next up in the chain of command of the church, if you will. And and they talk and a good she's deal about below him is an important point. Is that yes. because he's the pastor of the church in the chain of command, Sister Aloysius, though she's the principal of the school, is below Father Flynn. So she cannot or should not reprimand or accuse him. In in theory, she's supposed to go to the Monsignor, like Jackson said. Right. And then uh, a a good line and and a good deal of the play is taken up by, you know, you go to the Monsignor who goes to the next person who goes to the bishop who goes to the pope. Like there is a, a... power structure within within the church that they are meant to adhere to. The, the, the trouble winds up being is that the power structure is dominantly male in the church, especially at the higher echelons. Certainly, um, and it, within the school, everyone answers to Sister Aloysius, but um, most of the school is is uh, female nuns. Um, and, and so there is, there's, there's nowhere, 
after a certain point, there is no woman in charge of, of the church. So the story that, or the, the claims that Aloysius is trying to make against Father Flynn will eventually reach a male who has a bent, a history toward letting someone off the hook for these sorts of things. Um, which is kind of a, a huge complex issue. I mean, uh, Spotlight came out a year, a couple years ago, which is a great movie about this whole uh, system of, as they're discovering the system of abuse within the Catholic Church and priests. And I think that is what this play is in the middle of trying to grapple with, with a very specific story slash parable. Um, yeah, absolutely. And on the the personal level, what ends up happening is that the nuns sort of as, as this group of women have to sort of take care of each other. Um, for example, one of the other nuns, you don't ever meet this character in the play. Um, you do in the movie, but in the play you do not. And she is – Sister Victoria, Sister – Yeah, yep. Uh, I, the, it's a V. I'm, I'm not confident yep. that Victoria is right, but uh, permit me to say that um, so I don't – flip through the script for it. Sister Victoria is going blind. Um, she's very old. She is going blind and she's going to get hurt. So what Sister Aloysius says to Sister James is, it, we can't tell anybody. If we tell the men, she'll be gone. But we need her here teaching the school. So there's this sense of the women sort of gathering around each other to do what needs to be done, existing in this sort of um, this corrupt sometimes, but but definitely biased chain of command of the men. The movie does such a cool job with that theme. The mm -hmm. There's this great juxtaposition of scenes in the movie where all the nuns are eating dinner at this table and they're sort of silent. They're sort of, they're this disciplined group of nuns. They're eating sort of a contained meal. And then it juxtaposes that with this, these group of men who are the leaders of the church and they're cackling and they're eating this big luxurious feast meal and they're loud and making raunchy jokes and like kind of chewing with their mouths open. So there's this really big dichotomy between these sort of disciplined, um, contained, you know, the nuns are about self-control and then they're forced to exist in this environment of men, which is sort of unrestrained power. Yeah, which is really uh, opposed to Sister Aloysius in general, like her her whole worldview, even Sister James, as she's come in, she kind of comes in as this, you know, younger nun who is kind of wanting to lead the children within the context of the classes she's teaching in kind of a, a friendly, you know, what we would think of maybe as a, a as a uh, supportive role as a teacher. And kindness um, is the word that is used kindness. a lot to describe her. She her philosophy is kindness. Yes. Versus Sister Aloysius and her philosophy is a bit more, you know, guardian or moral watchdog. She, or... she even, yeah, she has a word for it. She says like, uh, you, you actually, you said it. She says fierce moral guardian. They yeah. don't need to be, because Sister James says something like, oh, I want the kids to be able to talk to me. And Sister Aloysius says, they're kids. They can talk to each other. Yeah. It's more important that they have a fierce moral guardian. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, it would be interesting, I, I, this is a question for you, did you do any research into, when you directed the play, did you do any research into the uh, the branch of, of Catholicism that, that this monastery was a part of, or make any decision about that? I know like the Benedictine versus the, you know, Franciscan, if there's, if there was a certain way that went, that just was a curious, my own curiosity as to no, whether there we were... No, we didn't make decisions about that. I think be, partially because... 
some of what the characters are built around are uh, sort of stereotypes almost. I mean, Sister Aloysius is sort of the maybe perfection or the um, the exaggeration of the classic nun teacher, right? Ruler in her hand, slaps your knuckles if you're misbehaving in class. And what John Patrick Shanley does so well is turn that character into a formidable guardian of justice rather than sort of a cruel overarching, um, you know, evil disciplinarian who's, who's got nothing but meanness in her heart. Sister Aloysius passionately desires things to be right, cares about the children so much and wants them to succeed so badly. And she earnestly believes that the way to do that is discipline. Um, you know, she she tells Sister James that she, Sister James needs to be cunning. She needs to be, because kids are good, kids are willing to do anything to get out of class and they need to be in class to succeed. At one point in, in, a, in one of, what is one of the very funny scenes in the play, um, Sister James comes into the principal's office to say, what happened to William London? He got a nosebleed. And Sister Aloysius says, well, I sent him home. And Sister James says, well, what? it was just crazy. He was in my class. We were saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and he, his nose just started gushing. And <laughs> Sister Aloysius says, was it spontaneous? And Sister James says, what are you talking about? What, what, what else could it be? Self-induced. Yeah. As if he's like giving himself, that's her suspicion, himself is he face, gave yeah. himself a nosebleed to get out of class. That's sort of her, that's her <laughs> headspace. But it comes from a place of righteous, um, righteous indignation of being in the right, doing good. And, and that is not where the stereotype of a nun teacher maybe always falls. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely get the sense by the end of this that maybe... Maybe it's the perspective of writing in his his, his more middle years, but uh, Shanley definitely is not completely against his whatever Catholic education he got at the end of this. Like he sees, the, he he dedicates the play to the nuns who give of themselves to teach these children and and fight for them and advocate for them. So I agree that though though you know <laughs> the, uh, the 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 definite like strict nun stereotype is a little turned on its head in this one and given a bit of a bit of a more of a kind light and i and i think you're right on with her being so uh certain and confident in her beliefs that is absolutely where she definitely certainty is a huge part of sister aloysius yeah where she where she starts from is she is certain of her choices her beliefs and how things should go or or she she appears certain mm-hmm. because, yeah. of course, the the very end of the play has something to say about that. We, hmm. <laughs> Do we, 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 we'll, we we'll find time right to talk about it, or we won't. There's so much to talk about, Jackson. <laughs> it's it's so our problem much. every week. There's so much to talk about. Um, what wh- one thing that's interesting about Sister Aloysius is that she was married, so she did not come from. Uh, so Sister James, we gather, joined the joined the. Um, what, would, what would you say? She joined the, the nunnery, nuns? the abbot, the uh, uh, not the. She abbot, became the... a nun. Let's say she took her <laughs> We're vows. We're not Catholic. Um, sorry, as a very young woman, <laughs> potentially right out of high school or right out of college, um, you know, something like that. Uh, whereas Sister Aloysius was married. She was married to a, a man who died in World War II, and so there is a whole history of her that we do not get. And that I imagine 
may have been very hard at times and has hardened her as a person and made her made her canny and made her believe that in in order to survive you know in order to maintain the righteous good and in in her case the religious good you know the good of god in the world self control and discipline are at the forefront of what you need to survive at one point sister uh, sister james says well this school is run like a prison and sister alicia says do you really think that and sister james says no i guess not the kids seem really happy but they're all uniformly afraid of you <laughs> yeah. and sister alicia's response is exactly that's how that's it works <laughs> good they're afraid <laughs> yeah. of me and they have happy school days yeah. because there is a fierce moral guardian to direct them, to protect them, oftentimes from themselves. Another great line, they're talking about a young woman in Sister James's class, and they've seated this young woman away from the rest of the boys. I don't know, she's a flirt or whatever they've dis- whatever they assume about her. And Sister James says, it doesn't do much good. She's still talking to the boys, even though I seated her far away. And Sister Aloysius says, just get her through intact. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a just sort of like tongue-in-cheek, dry yeah. humor kind of a line <laughs> that that's, tells you so much about Sister Aloysius' character and how she thinks about the children. Yeah. Yep. Just kind of this almost removed, but like very... Removed, but super dedicated still, if that's possible. Dedicated, you know? absolutely dedicated. Uh, here, here's what I think we should do, Jackson, to approach as we go through the kind of pieces of this play. I think we should walk through the plot because, you know, within that kind of overarching summary I gave, there are several really important things that happen. And I think we can find that what we want to discuss as we go through each of the plot points. So if we wanted to start perhaps at what... What causes the maybe the inciting incident? What is it that happens that starts this play rolling towards its conclusion? Yes. So uh, initially in the first scene, uh, Aloysius calls Sister James well, in and she checks I, up on I, the I, students. That's actually the second scene because the first scene is a great sermon that Father Flynn gives Thank about you, doubt. Yes. And doubt, obviously the name of the play, an important theme. I'm sure we'll talk about it. But he gives yep. a sermon about doubt. And then in the next scene... Yes, and the next scene then um, Sister Aloysius calls Sister James in and she's basically checking up on the class is the kind of the pretense. She's called in or she she comes in because she's worried about William last name. London, um, yeah. Sister James actually peeks her head in and says, what happened with the bloody nose? And we've talked about how that conversation goes about the nosebleed being self-induced. Right, yes. And... Um, and Sister Aloysius then just kind of spends the rest of the conversation giving Sister James some pointers, maybe, on, on her, her style of teaching. Yeah, a and, big old um, lecture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, what, what comes ar- around eventually is she is very concerned about... Uh, she's very concerned about Donald Muller, um, who is uh, their first African-American to attend this school. Um, Yeah, this play is, I guess, what time? 1964. 1964, thank you, yeah, in the 60s. Yeah, and in the Bronx, so... In the it's or at least the 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 script is is set in the the Bronx, so 
Um, she's very concerned about it. She asks about him, um, and it comes to light that uh, though he has no friends really yet within the class, he has uh, an advocate, I think is what Sister James describes him as. as yeah, well, in... well the, the, the first scene between Sister Aloysius and Sister James, that's not quite the conversation they have. That, is that comes not later. There? Is that the third this, scene? It's the maybe the fourth scene. Um, what what happens in that first encounter between Sister Aloysius and Sister James, they do mention Donald Muller, but what's great about it is it's kind of a throwaway. She just asks how he's doing. She doesn't mention that he's their first African-American child or, or his race at all. She's just, she's asking about a bunch of different students and she says, how's Donald Muller? And the response is, oh, he's doing okay. He'll, he'll get by, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the whole, the whole scope of that scene is this sort of lecture that Sister James needs to be watchful and canny. She needs to, oh, there's a, such a great line. I wonder if I get it. I, um, Sister Aloysius says, like, you need to cultivate the starch in your in your character mm. or something like that. You need you need you need to toughen up with these kids. And yeah. she reveals that she's concerned. I think the I think the quote is, I'm concerned about matters here at the school. And she doesn't reveal what is she's concerned about, but she's concerned. And Sister James needs to be be on the lookout for yeah. whatever might happen. More or less a call to be vigilant then. Yeah, a call to be vigilant, exactly. So then, and there's also an interesting, in that first scene between them, an interesting, like, sort of passing questions about Father Flynn because he's just preached a sermon on doubt. And Sister Aloysia says, well, I wonder why he preached that. Is he in doubt? Where did that come from? Why would he preach? Sermons come from somewhere. Yeah, so she's kind of, she reveals a sort of natural suspicion of him. She's not. She's not. You know, just glowing about the new pastor. She's got some 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 feelings about him. Right. And some suspicions. So then, in the next scene, Sister James comes and she reveals right where you were. Let's pick up right where you left off there. That um that that Donald Mueller has a protector, and she. You imagine that there must be a playing of that line that gives some more context to it, um, because it it immediately sets Sister Aloysius off, and what happens? Yeah, she right away kind of the antenna go up and she is focused in on that on that relationship and she begins asking questions and it comes to light that Donald Muller has been had been taken to the office of Father Flynn for, for like a private meeting. Yeah, for a private meeting. Um I don't think the pretense of any wrongdoing is talked about at that point, but what is talked about on his return is that he was in some level of distraught. Um, he puts his head on his desk and he seems sad. And then she, uh, sister James also says that she might have smelled alcohol on his breath. And so those two. And and sister Aloysius just immediately jumps to what her final conclusion is. And it's one of the things that makes her maybe a flawed character is that there's really no room for the evidence to come out. Really all sister James says, they're talking about Donald Mueller sort of casually. Oh, has he gotten hit yet? Because he's the first African-American student. And sister James says, no, he hasn't gotten hit yet. Why not? Well, he has a protector. Who is that protector? Father Flynn. He's got a protector, Father Flynn. And immediately sister Aloysius Aloysius says, oh, it's it's finally happened. I right. hoped it wouldn't happen, but it's happened. And you kind of mm-hmm. go, what are you talking? <laughs> Why would you <laughs> immediately make a, con- like, jump to such a conclusion like that? Yeah. I mean, one of the great things about the script in general is that they don't ever, uh, the, like, the closest they ever get to saying what they're accusing Father Flynn of in any kind of literal language is one time in the conversation that Sister Aloysius has later with Donald Mueller's mother. She says, I, th- I believe Father Flynn made advances on your son. 
But yes. that's that's just the one line, the one time, and that's as close as it ever gets. Other yeah. than that, it's just sort of assumed in the subtext of the script that we all know what we're talking about. Right, referred to and and based and it's based on the kind of gravity with which the characters treat it, how how appalled they are or how in denial they are. Um of of it and and yeah it's it's always kind of talked around you're never able to get a firm grip on it but it is yeah definitely assumed still yeah so like in, in some of the later scenes father flynn says what you know what exactly are you accusing me of and sister aloysius basically just says you know what i'm accusing you of right and that's mm-hmm. like that's all they say about that yeah <laughs> which i mean is is kind of uh Within that power structure, I suppose you would have to be really careful about the specifics of what you say. And even, and to kind of refer back to that power structure at the end of this scene that we're talking about with uh, uh, Sister Aloysius and Sister James, she winds up saying she can't go to the Monsignor yet because uh, he, I think she says he thinks the sun rises and sets on, on Father Flynn. Um so she 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 has no she has no evidence, which I'm sure we'll get to eventually. And the um, only evidence really is that Donald Muller came back from a private meeting with Father Flynn and looked upset, and that mm-hmm. he smelled like he had alcohol on his breath. Now, right. what's what's crazy about the writing of that scene is that Sister Aloysius only learns that evidence after she's already decided what happened. Because Sister mm-hmm. James, like the order of the scene is, Sister James says. Well, he has a protector. Father Flynn is Donald Muller's protector. And immediately Sister Aloysius, like I've said, goes, well, oh, no, it happened. I knew it was going to happen at some point. I should have been more careful. It it finally happened. And then she says, well, what did you see? What did you see? And then Sister James reveals that that Donald Muller came from a private meeting and all of this, this sort of minor evidence that they have against him. So the conclusion is drawn well before the evidence scant as it is is presented and and that's maybe one of the areas in which sister aloysius is seen to have her flaws um she you know she is a she I think is clearly crusading for something she believes in, but she is so certain that she may she may be letting that influence her um she may mm-hmm. be choosing to choosing to believe something and then the evidence whatever it is sort of Confirms seems it. to back her up like it all like it can for any of us right if i yeah. choose to believe what i believe about the world and then i go read a bunch of articles i'm going to find in those articles the things that agree with me mhm yeah so ultimately she decides she's not going to take it to the monsignor that she needs to keep it in her court she says she has no power once she tells the monsignor and he you know his decision whether whether to uh believe uh, Flynn's father Flynn's side of the story or to believe her suspicions will be the final end of it. Like there will, there, there's nowhere else that she can push. So instead she decides she elects to try to uh, manipulate is the wrong word, but wheedle out a confession from father Flynn in some way. Yeah. She decides that she's going to confront him. And so she needs Sister James to be there to do it. There's rules in that culture about how, you know, it cannot be that a nun and a priest are alone together. So there has to be a third. And, and she also says, the, oh, the other reason I need a third is that he might confess it to me and then lie about it later. So she is ready and raring for a confession on this particular issue. And Sister yes. James is far from certain. She is concerned yeah. and... and, and She's so um, – we haven't talked a ton about Sister James. 
she has she's she's described as having a little sunshine in her is what he says is what the playwright gives us and so she's got this sort of innocence and still she has a love of teaching and a love for the kids and her philosophy is kindness and in that first scene sister aloysius sort of tries to beat that out of her say no i need you to be canny i need you to be watching i need you to be suspicious and so sister james comes in cold yeah and she comes into this next scene really distraught because she almost feels like, well, now, now that I've been suspicious, I'm seeing things everywhere. I don't know what to do with all this. I, I'm not saying that anything happened. I, I don't know that anything happened. She's Sister James is not convinced. And she is distraught that she has had to bring what might be something, maybe, to Sister Aloysius. Yeah, she kind of represents the person... The 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 person with enough power to do something who is being exposed to this for the first time in this scenario, which which is the role that many of us fulfill. You know, few few people have the convictions of of Sister Aloysius, who when they see a something they perceive as a wrong in the world, go at it doggedly. Um, I I am much more, you know, that hits me a little bit more where I'm at, where, you know, it is possible for me to shut off all social media and not look at, at look at things and find problems in the world. Um, and and uh, Sister, Sister James winds up saying, I've lost my peace of mind. And that absolutely happens when you begin to have doubts, when you begin to look deeper, when you begin to expose yourself to the possibility that not that something is rotten in the state of Denmark, you begin to see them. You begin to see these things and your peace is gone. There is there's something wrong and eventually that eats away, erodes at you for the better or for the worse. And Sister Aloysius, her response to that, Sister James says, I've lost my peace of mind. And Sister Aloysius says, good. Yeah. You don't get to have your peace of mind. We're crusaders, you know, we're, she sort of imagines herself as the knight in shining armor who, who gives up their certainty and their, their, their moral high ground and their, their peace of mind in order to win this battle of righteous, true justice. She even talks about that, you know, one of the, like she, she says very specifically, Sister Aloysius, that when you take it, when you take a step to address wrongdoing, you are taking a step away from God. That's what she says, but she says mm-hmm. you're doing it in his service. So that's sort of how she imagines it. Sister Aloysius believes that you sacrifice that. Sometimes you sacrifice your warmth and you sacrifice your kindness and you sacrifice your uh, peace of mind in service of a greater justice. So then what happens in the next scene? So they, they, they have this confrontation with Father Flynn. Yes. They have this confrontation with Father Flynn. He comes, he comes before uh, Sister James is there. So there's this kind of uh, awkward interchange with him staying outside of the room at the door waiting for Sister James to show up. And when she shows up, he eventually comes into the room. And um, they, they, they call this meeting on the pretense of trying to talk about the Christmas pageant. And what we see in this scene uh, right away is he does a bunch of things that we know Sister Aloysius hates. Um, she she spends a, she goes on a tirade earlier on about kids shouldn't use a ballpoint pen because it forces them to have ball, bad penmanship, and, and it it's is like it's the easy way out. And right. kids should learn discipline and hard work. They should use a fountain pen. Yes, and during the course of this. Uh, conversation actually and in a kind of a pivotal moment uh, as they are talking about the pageant it's brought up that maybe some secular song should be thrown into it father flynn brings it up father flynn (laughs) brings it up and sister james backs him up on it right um 
And so he brings it up, and, and the one that they wind up, you know, kind of coming to contention over is Frosty the Snowman, which uh, he, they present as this kind of happy tune, and she, she, Sister Aloysius presents it as a pagan song about casting magic on a snowman, witchcraft. bringing it to life. Witchcraft, yeah. Uh, how how anti the nativity can you get with a song sort of thing. And uh, at that moment, Father Flynn kind of makes eye contact with Sister James, uh, says whatever you want, basically, and then pulls out his ballpoint pen and makes a note in his notebook. And, um, and he, yeah, think, and, and, and Sister Alicia says, well, what are you writing down? And Father Flynn says, well, I'm making an idea about a sermon. Well, what's the idea? Intolerance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he, so I mean, he's challenging her right away. Absolutely. And then there's he goes no on from that tense moment to um, talk about how there's been a recent decision by like church government that churches need to be more open and welcoming. They need to reflect communities more, be more friendly, take the kids out for ice cream. You know, in, in sort of a dramatic irony moment, he says, take the boys on a camping trip, which given what right. they suspect of him has a little bit of weight. And, and, and Sister Aloysius is totally opposed to that way of thinking. She says, you know, we're different from the societies because of our vows because of our discipline. We're supposed to be different. We serve them in a different way. We're not part of the community. And so there's this there, there's some tension about what the church should be in the play too. And that is the argument they have that immediately sets them apart. But then eventually the accusation comes out and Sister Aloysius says, you you paid special attention to Donald Mueller. What was that about? You had a private meeting with him in your rectory. He seemed upset after he got back. And in what is just a great exchange of lines, Father Flynn says, did you really invite me here to talk about the Christmas pageant or is this what you wanted to talk about? And Sister Aloysius just says, this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, just, pretense just, dropped. Yeah, just no pretense <laughs> at that point. This is what we're here to talk about. So what I mean what what does he say? What's the response? Well, they 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 both spend quite a bit of time kind of talking around it, right? Like he at, at first he denies it outright. He denies he or he denies the the structure of the conversation. He says this is this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. If you have a problem, you should talk to the monsignor. This is not the way this should be happening. And he gets up and tries to leave the conversation. Um, and what is the key piece of evidence uh, that that she Aloysius sh- uses to turn him around? She stops him at the door by saying Donald Mueller had alcohol on his breath. Yes. Which is maybe their best piece of evidence. Mm-hmm. And he turns around with a, a reasonable uh, set of uh, – a situation that he, he tells um, – he says that he it's, it was discovered that Donald, Donald Mueller had been drinking communion wine and that uh, in that moment he had uh, taken him aside, instructed him to not do that, and he was trying to preserve the optics of it because, and this is where it ties back in, that he is the first African-American student to be an altar boy at this place. And, and he and, and also because he cares about him. Father yes. Flynn is pretty open with the fact that he cares about Donald Mueller. He sees that he's isolated. He sees that he needs a father figure to guide him. He wants to be there. He wants to help Donald Mueller sort of get something more out of his life. And so he says, that, you know, I didn't want it to be kicked off the altar, boys. So I, I elected to keep it a secret. If I told him that if no one else found out, he could stay on the altar, boys. And that's his explanation. Yep. And now that the... What what winds up happening in that conversation is Sister Aloysius and and he say, now that I've told you, there's no way that we can keep him on the altar boys anymore. And she says, you're absolutely right. He should not be if, if that is the case. Um, 
But then there's like a, another push, right, that Aloysius does to kind of, because it, it, it goes another step further than that. She basically says she doesn't believe him, yeah? Well, she says that after he leaves, because he, he then says, okay, well, are, are you satisfied with that? And she says, yes. And Sister James, of course, being who she is, is just overjoyed. She's right. just all, oh, thank goodness, praise be to God. It, that makes total sense. You've, you, What a relief that we now know what really happened. And so Father Flynn says, Sister Aloysius, are you satisfied with this? She says, yes. And he says, I'm not happy with how you handled this. You should right. have left it alone. You've hurt this boy. And he's kind of stormed out. And then Sister Aloysius basically says, so you believe him, huh? Sister James says, of course, <laughs> why, why wouldn't? That's a, what, what, yeah. it's, what a relief. We know everything now. And Sister Aloysius reveals that she does not believe him, that this yeah. is an excuse. And this is another place where she starts to, you know, maybe she starts to reveal what is the weaker part of her argument, which is that... Uh, that not having any evidence against him is part of her evidence against him. Because Sister James says, well, we can go ask him. He says Mr. McGill caught him drinking communion wine. Let's go ask Mr. McGill. Sister Alois, she says, yes, people like that are very clever. He's bound to have covered up all the evidence. Right. As if that is evidence against him, that they can't manage to find any evidence against him. (laughs) Right. The lack lack of evidence as evidence is never. (laughs) And, And Sister James makes a crucial accusation here, which is that you just don't like him. You don't mm-hmm. like that he wants a progressive church. You don't like that he r- drinks sugar in his tea. You don't like that he writes with a ballpoint pen and listens to Frosty the Snowman. You don't like that he's not a disciplinarian, that he is about the kindness of the church and not the self-control of the church. You don't like him, and so you're imagining terrible things about him and convincing yourself of it. And mm-hmm. Sister Aloysia says, you're right, I don't like him, and you're right, I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Offering no more evidence about it. <laughs> yeah, and she's she's she doesn't back down from that situation. Assume uh we this doesn't happen on on stage, but assumedly they go and talk to McGinn, the 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 person who supposedly caught um Donald Donald Muller with the with the communion wine and he corroborates at least a part of it. He knows that he says that he did know that he was drunk. When he or that he had been drinking, and he and when, he didn't he see where he got the wine, which will become right. crucial later on. So yes. what happens next? The next scene is that Sister James is praying in the yard, and and Father Flynn comes to her and and just sort of talks to her about it, and see and has sort of the pretense of being a friend, being honestly concerned. He says, "Isn't it a shame? Now I'm avoiding Donald Muller in the hallways. Look at what she's done. She's trying to take away your kindness." And he sort of launches his own campaign in Sister James's mind against Sister Aloysius and her yeah. way of thinking and her method of, you know, loving as the church and, and things like that. And, oh, and he also preaches this uh, before that scene, he yeah. preaches a sermon on gossip, which is mm-hmm. uh, wow, such a great scene. He's got Just two like, sermon scenes and this is one of them. He mm-hmm. preaches this big sermon that it has this whole story with this Irish priest about gossip <laughs> and, it, and, about, and the final image is this woman has torn open a pillow and thrown feathers all over and the Irish priest says well now you gotta go pick up all the feathers and she says I can't and he says that is gossip Yeah, and it's yep. like he's preaching about Sister Aloysius and Sister James that's so clear mm-hmm. and there are like little things little things like that because because then it is found out secondarily that he he kind of treats that in kind of a fl- maybe a flippant manner when sister james asks him where he heard that parable from or where that story came came from he said oh i made it up 
uh, priests do that all the time when we need to have, you know, analogies for something. We make up things. And so little by little, some of his, again, there is no concrete evidence against him. The explanation he gives could certainly happen. But little by little, both, this play is masterful in this way, both Sister Aloysius and Father Flynn slowly parts of their character begin to erode as you go through the play. And and you're left, as you're progressing in, throughout the play, you kind of find yourself wondering who you trust the least rather than who you trust the most. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not that you find yourself on somebody's side, but you just every scene go back and forth like, I don't want to be on that person's side <laughs> for <Yeah>. this moment. <laughs> yeah. They both have such, I mean, cruel tactics. I mean, what Father Flynn does in that courtyard is totally undermine and tell off Sister Aloysius, but not to her face, to Sister right. Jane. I mean, behind her back. He tirades against her and basically and he convinces sister james that he's innocent she says i believe you yeah um i don't know why i should but i i do believe you there's no evidence you seem kind i believe you Mm -hmm. you get the sense that kind of the battlefield that this conflict is fought on is sister james right it's in her mind but then interestingly the climax of the play doesn't involve her at all not at all (laughs) this is that's actually her last scene uh, no, it's not. But it's her no, second no. to last scene. It's her last scene before the climax of the play. And so yeah. Sister James says, I believe you. Next scene. The next scene is between Sister Aloysius and Donald Muller's mother, Mrs. Muller. And it is a, it is a, a fascinating scene. What John Patrick Shanley is so good at, especially in this play, is taking what you think should be true and turning it on your head, right? What could, what is the accusation of a priest who abuses children is really kind and is searching for a progressive, you know, fighting to have a progressive and welcoming church and seems so trustworthy and caring of the kids at his school. What should be this ruthless, mean-hearted, cruel nun is actually fueled by righteous justice and caring about people and trying to get them to be their best. And what should be a mother who is infuriated and wants to save her kid from these accusations of uh, a priest abusing her son, that's not really how the scene goes. What's yeah. what, what's the what's the back and forth in that scene, Jackson? Well, it starts with, you know, what you imagine would be kind of a parent-teacher conference sort of scenario. She calls her in and and there's a little bit of back and forth and dancing around the issue, but fairly early in the scene, uh, she says, as we've said, the one time that this is concrete, concretely said in the context of the play, that she that uh, Sister Aloysius believes that Father Flynn has made advances on Donald Muller. And there's kind of a breath in the scene. And I, and I don't have the exact words, but his mom kind of responds with a, well, are you sure? And, right, you don't have any evidence of this. Right, there's no evidence, and 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 if that is the case, why isn't something else happening? And and uh, like, why isn't why isn't he being? If if he gave, sorry, if Father Flynn gave Donald the wine, why isn't he the one being? Right, which is that's, for her, this? that's Sister Aloysius's accusation is that Father Flynn actually gave Donald Muller that wine. Yes, yeah. So she doesn't, you know, she doesn't have that immediate gut reaction of. What you know, the the priest is making advances on my son, and 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 she she kind of winds up talking her way around it, and it becomes clear that this is this is a really pivotal big deal, both for the Mueller family, but also for Donald that he is at this school at all. It means a lot 
for for their future, for his future. Right. If he can graduate from the school and he's he's in his eighth grade year, it's a middle school, and he is in the second semester of his eighth grade year, or at least in the winter. And all he has to do, the refrain of the scene is, it's just till June. It's just till June. He's just got to get through until June, and then he can go on, and if he's graduating from here, he can get into a good high school, which means a chance at college. And so there's that level of it. And then there's this other level where Mrs. Miller says, you know, his father hates him. Nobody likes him. He almost got killed at the public school. He comes here, and one man shows him some kindness, shows Mm -hmm. him that he cares about him, that it matters. And she basically says... Sure, he might have other motives. Maybe he is abusing Donald, but everybody's got other motives, and this is good for Donald. He seems happy. Somebody's taking care of him. It's just till June. Right. Which, like, to to live with that, to, to, to see both sides of the issue, weigh them, and to still arrive at that conclusion is, is absolutely a flip flips on its head of what we would expect from from that situation and, but and, it, and it, i don't want to make it seem like the mother is heartless it's no, not no, that no, at no. all it's in fact the reverse it's mm-hmm. a really emotional scene and one of the more emotional scenes of the play just in terms of pure uh pure displayed emotion there's lots of crying and lots of really struggling to get out what you mean to say and and yeah. her point is is like let him have him. In fact, that's all line. Let him have him. It's just till June, and then things get better. Yep. All, all he's got to do is make it through, and somebody's taking care of him while he's here. Mm-hmm. And it and it comes to light too that um, the reason his father is beating him is because, or, or one of the reasons is she says, and again, this is an issue that is kind of talked around a whole bunch within it. It's never specifically said, but uh, when when. Uh, when Sister Aloysius says that uh, he th- that she thinks Father Flynn is coming coming after boys, uh, going after boys, um, uh, Mrs. Muller says, "Well, I think that is what Donald is as well," um, and and she talks about her his father beating him for that as well. So there's that thrown in there too that she's beginning to, and they have a bit of a back and forth in that, uh, like how do you know that at at this adolescent age of his and stuff like that, and and the mother says she knows that um that he is this way and so there's that element thrown in too like it's it's just so complicated in that scene it's not it's not clear cut none of this play is clear cut and right dry. it's it's not designed to be it's about you know the one of the themes is this the swaying between doubt and certainty and you have a character that is dead certain sister aloysius and then you have the character who's full of or you know who's surrounded by doubt maybe father flynn isn't in doubt necessarily but he's surrounded by it doubts about his character about his past so mrs muller leaves after that conversation and basically sister aloysius says well i guess you can't help me then i i want you to know that i'm gonna throw your son out if that's what it takes to stop this Mm-hmm. Mrs. Miller says, please leave my son out of it. He didn't do anything wrong. It's just till June, and she leaves. Father she Flynn. Has, she has go ahead. What, just the last line that she says before she leaves is so so like, so like important for her viewpoint, too. She says, I'm going to be standing with my son. I don't know that we're on the same side. It's clear you're fighting for something you believe in, but I will be standing on my son's side with everyone else who is on my son's side, and I don't think you're going to be there. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And she leaves. Like, accusation, you don't have my son's best interest at heart. You have some sort of greater crusade. Maybe about gender in the Catholic Church, maybe about a history that you have, whatever. It's not really about my son. 
So she leaves, and what has happened is that Father Flynn has seen that she's in the office, Mrs. Muller. And he mm-hmm. storms in and says, what was she doing here? And finally the confrontation happens. Sister James yep. is not there. He says, no, we don't need a third party. You and I need to have a talk. And the confrontation comes out. And it's be- it's going to be very hard for us to describe the the backs and forth, the sways in power, the changes yeah. in doubt and certainty that happened in this scene. Um it is crazy. I think the crucial plot revelations are that Sister Aloysius says, I've called somebody from your past parish. And yes. I've, and he says, well, would you call the pastor? And she says, no, I called one of the nuns. He says, you weren't supposed to do that. That's not the proper way. You should have called the pastor. And she says, that's because you have an understanding with the pastor. I called yeah. the nuns. You have a history. And he says, well, who did you talk to? What are you talking about? And, and finally, she says, look, you need to resign or I'm going to ruin your reputation. And she mm-hmm. starts to walk out. And finally, he says, wait, have you never done something wrong? And he sort of pleads with her. Again, not admitting anything. And, right. And actually still claiming that he did not do anything wrong with Donald Mueller. And, and yeah, he makes, he, he makes that kind of plea towards, towards her, own, her own sins, maybe? Or just trying to take her off of the high ground a little bit. And she, but she comes right back with, yes, and I confess them, and I am dealing with the consequences of them. Like and I, you should out be. in the light. Like you should be. My sins are out in the light. So should yours be. And you're, you're lying, and oh, you're hurting people. And then one of my favorite lines of the play, Father Flynn says, where's your compassion? And she says, nowhere you can get at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. What a great <laughs> line. Yep. She, and yes, and ultimately she storms, she heads out of the room having said, you need to call the bishop now, or you need to call Yeah, you the need to call up. and resign. Yeah. Or I will yep. ruin your reputation. And, and this is, again, one of those scenes where it's not totally clear exactly what happened. Because one interpretation is she got him. She more or less made him admit that he did it, and he lost. Another interpretation is that he has realized that he can't win. Not, mm-hmm. not that he's guilty, but that she thinks that he's guilty and she's going to tell everyone anyway, which will, and he actually says, this is going to ruin my ability to do any work in this community, to work for change and to make the community better. And she says, well, it should be stopped because she's so certain. So it's not clear whether he realized that he was guilty and so he was going to lose, or he realized that even though he's not guilty, he was going to lose. It's not totally clear what the result, what his, what his choice is in that scene. What is clear? is that he loses yeah yep she, her her certainty wins out mm-hmm. and her yeah her 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 ability to understand where to go with what what to what buttons to push in the situation to to push him towards that outcome because and then I'll, I'll just quick oh go ahead because in, can i move it to the next scene or was there something yes, else in that go, scene? go for it because in the next scene we find uh that picks up i think weeks later um and Sister Aloysius is outside sitting in the garden and Sister James comes to her and it's clear that uh, Father Flynn has left this this parish. He has gone on to St. Jerome's, which apparently is like a much better position. Yeah, apparently he got a promotion out of the deal. Right. And it's revealed that Sister Aloysius crossed the garden and went and told the Monsignor what she believed and he didn't believe her. Mm-hmm. But the threat still stood that she was going to tell everyone. So he did still have to leave, but he ended up leaving and taking a promotion at another school. Right. Yep. And and what comes to light is uh, eventually is that Sister Aloysius never called the the former nunnery. Right, she lied. Yeah, she lied to him about about having called and about having the information, and believes that um, his the fact that he still treated it as evidence is evidence enough 
of his having committed right, the said, crime before. You know, if he didn't do anything wrong, then he wouldn't have reacted that way to the fact that I called the previous parish. Right. So, so it's not even which that, is, uh, which is one of her better points. Absolutely, <laughs> in in the scope of her evidence, that's what weirdly one of the better parts. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he reacted that way and you know got to the especially him take, mo- taking the move towards asking her about her own sins. Have you yeah, never have you never done anything wrong? Yeah, look, I can I confess my sins, etc. So, um, I think we should leave Sister Aloysius's last three or four lines as maybe the 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 mystery of the play for the audience to read. Sure, if you've sure. not read it, it's brutal. It's awesome. It's such a great end to mm-hmm. the play. And it's so, why it's probably why it's called Doubt a Parable. Yes, <laughs> uh, is maybe these last few lines that she has. But but so okay, so we gotta just <laughs> we gotta dive in now. With five um, minutes left. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So when I directed this play, what I decided to do was the guy who was playing Father Flynn and I, um, we decided together what is what was the truth, um, what he did, what he didn't do, etc. And then we didn't tell the rest of the cast, hmm. which if I ever did it again, I think I'd do the exact same thing. Sure. It was so fun uh, for the characters when they were in these scenes not to actually know what happened. Only... Only Father Flynn knew how he was playing the scenes, and they had to just play their part of it. But that is the question of the play. It's the question you have to ask if you're going to direct, act, participate in the play. It's the question you have to ask as a reader. So, Jackson, did he do it? (laughs) I think the director in me um, really, really uh, admires that choice by you to to get the uh, to keep that secret and to keep it a secret for the whole production because that is the core tension of the play, and it's and it's written so masterfully to allow that tension to exist. You don't know. Um, and, and you're, you know, you, you may be pulled one way or the other at different parts of the play, but ultimately you and, and the rest of the characters don't 100% right. know. I do not know. But yeah. Despite the fact that I've directed this play, I don't know. And what really the question is, what does John Patrick Shanley what did he decide in writing the play? Yep. Because we'll decide for ourselves in our various productions, and this is not a real story, mm-hmm. so there's no real truth. But what is what did John Patrick Shanley intend in writing it? Did he write a character who did it, or did he write a character who's innocent? I believe, given my my little bit of research before this play, and and by getting some you know some analysis on the play itself, um, that he wrote a play where Father Flynn did it. Um, and, and I'll, I'll kind of put forth my, my information as to why I think that is. He dedicates the play to the nuns who give their lives self-sacrificially to, uh, to serve the children and, and bring them up and teach them and protect them as they come through the school system. Um, he also prefaces this play, a pretty lengthy preface, and it's not all the time that you get, you get, you know, introductions and words about the play, but this is titled a preface by John Patrick Shanley. And he references the revolution that we are, or the, the, the realization that we are having as a culture of the abuse that happened within uh, Catholic schools with priests and especially between priests and the younger boys within schools. Um, I think, I think the evidence, the, I think the evidence suggested by him kind of breaking down and losing in that scene is, is indicative of guilt. And we see, and, and as we know now, especially with all this information coming out about, about all that happened within the Catholic school system, uh, we see the higher up power come around to protect him. 
The Monsignor says he doesn't believe that he did it. He gets out of there and he gets a promotion to a better church. And and this is, I mean, we're, we're left with the same evidence as hers, as as Sister Aloysius's, which there is no evidence at all. And right. that there, is the strongest no evidence. There's no evidence against him. And his explanation for what happened with Donald Mueller drinking the wine is more than possible. Yep. It even is maybe the easy solution. I, I'm very torn because I do think that it's too easy either way. Yeah. Right? It's too easy to have a play where one guy is totally innocent and is being acu- falsely accused by an evil person. It's also too easy to have, I think, a play where somebody is so obviously guilty and is attacked by and, and is rightly brought to justice. Right. What John Patrick Shanley does so well is create the play that asks, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I think what I'm convinced of is that something happened, is that he definitely has a history of wrongdoing. Um, he talks about how, have you never done anything wrong? He's definitely ashamed of something in yeah. his history. He is so friendly, so kind, so open. I suspect it's possible that maybe he was overly friendly with one of the nuns um, in a previous parish. He's definitely moved around. One of the great pieces of evidence against him is she says something like three parishes in five years. What are you hiding? So – it's probably true, at least I think, that there is there has been something that has happened at a previous parish, and that maybe he's has some wrongdoing in his life. I don't know that I remain convinced that he actually abused Donald Mueller. Um, I do think that he. I, I I think I believe the story that he caught Donald Mueller drinking wine, but I also think that he is being caught and rightly brought to justice for previous mm. wrongdoings. That's a and and this I think is this is what uh, this is the longer conversation that uh, in in my production of doubt that we had mm-hmm. um, and a lot of this came from the actor who played Father Flynn, um, which is my beliefs about how it should work as a director. Yeah, um, the actor brings a lot of that to the table, and that's a lot of what he thought about the character. And I I felt like that that was a very good solution that was neither too easy uh, nor too overly complicated. Um, he he did he did something wrong. I think he he reacts to the fact that she called a previous parish really strongly. He says, yep. "Why didn't you talk to the pastor? Who did? What nun did you speak to? What is going?" So something happened at the previous parish, and he's definitely moved around a lot of parishes. Mm-hmm. But perhaps something has not happened here, and perhaps the problem is not child abuse. You know, I mean, there, there's lots of vices that people can have. It's possible that this is not the one that he had, but that at the end of the play, he's uh, he isn't really brought to justice because he gets a promotion. But uh, at the very least, Aloysius beats him at, at for for right justice for some wrongdoing. Well, I think that that's I mean, that's absolutely part of the beauty of this play is that it lets it it lets it hang in the eyes of the beholder. Um with with neither one, I, I think I, I I like that we wound up around saying it's like the one the one that you like the least is is the yeah. one that you <laughs> wind or the up. one that you hate the least yeah. is the one yeah the one yeah, that you yeah. despise the least is the one you eventually end up with. Uh, yeah. One of my great great friends in college and still great friends when he saw our production he gave me what he thought happened um, in our production what we decided and it all hinged on how Father Flynn delivered one line. Um, and I thought that that was pretty astute. In the scene where Sister Aloysius confronts Father Flynn and she says, I called this previous parish. He says, you should have talked to the pastor. She says, I didn't. He says, his line is like, what nun did you speak to? 
Mm-hmm. And the delivery of that line means a lot because if it's if it's incredulous, like what are, what none did you speak to? What are you talking about? Then he then there's some indication there that he might honestly not know. Right. But if it's accusatory or were you know what what none did you what if it's if if the subtext is did you talk to the nun I didn't want you to talk to right. then that reveals something as well. So there's lots of lines like that that. If you're going to play Father Flynn, you've really got to decide exactly and specifically what happened and how that influences your playing in these scenes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we got to wrap it up here soon, but... If anyone else has any other opinions, I mean, there's really only two, (laughs) there's really only two opinions to have, but it is certainly going to, you know, be a great, great variation in what anyone will uh, come across at the end of the play as to what their, their final views on it are. So if you have any, any more views, anything that you'd like to add to this conversation, uh, let's ask you point blank. Do you think Father Flynn uh, is, is in the wrong in this instance, or do you think- Is he guilty of abusing Donald Mueller? Yes. Yes, very specifically. And is Sister Aloysius correct in her discerning and, of that? And then you know, reversely, if you don't think he's guilty, then you think probably that Sister Aloysius is uh, falsely accusing an innocent man. Yep. So somebody's in the wrong, you know, one way or the other. Right, one way or another. Um, and that, you know, the theme, one of the great themes, it's named doubt, is this balance between doubt and certainty. And they preach on, there's the sermon about it. Sister Aloysius is this model of certainty. Sister James is this model of doubt. I don't know which way to go. I don't know who to believe. Father Flynn is this sort of weird in-between where he, you know, he, he pretends the truth, but we, he pretends that he's certain about the truth, but we doubt his sincerity. Yeah. Whereas we don't, we don't doubt Sister Aloysius' sincerity. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yep. Yeah, well, uh, if you if you have anything to add to the conversation, if you had have any uh, your perception of Father Flynn or Sister Aloysius, we absolutely encourage you to continue the conversation with us. We love having these conversations, and we'd love to continue having the conversation with you. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have our email at no script podcast at gmail.com and all of our usernames are no script podcast so find us on any of those if you want to continue the conversation with someone it can be a lonely pursuit reading plays and we'd love to be the people that you talk about them with so hit us up on any of those with your thoughts on doubt that is i think the end of our conversation i'm jacob man christensen and i am jackson nikolai We hope that you'll share this podcast if you enjoyed it and uh, leave us a review on apple podcasts as well This is No Script, the podcast.